And may the fifth be with you. Always. Yeah, that really doesn't quite work for today. That's more May the 4th, which was yesterday. But today's May the 5th. That means it's Tuesday. That means it's What's for Dinner time. Hi, guys. Welcome to What's for Dinner, episode 153. Uh, This is a cool little show today. Today, Allison and I are broadcasting from the green room of Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, where we're sitting with Tom and Dex Carvey. They are uh, two very funny, young, up-and-coming comedians, and um, they are also the children of comedian Dana Carvey, who's an incredibly nice guy, who I've been uh, able to uh, do some spots with lately, and actually the three of us, excuse me, four of us have all been writing together, which is also very cool. So I managed to get Tom and Dex on the show after we all did a show together at Flappers, and it was a lot of fun. Excuse me, we talked a little about... um, you know, how they started in comedy their first times. Was it because of their dad? Also, uh, we talked about good comedy rooms versus bad comedy rooms. Uh, just a lot of stuff. They even talk about how they might want to do a double act soon. The Carvey brothers together on stage. I mean, just a lot of cool stuff. They have a lot of really funny, bright ideas for young guys. It's very, very cool to see these guys knowing that they're, if they stick with it, they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future of comedy. Also, there is one of the most awkward Skippy Green moments probably ever. So prepare for the awkwardness with that. And hey guys, if you want to come see me, I hope you're going to be on a ship. Because for the next three weeks, I'm going to be on the Norwegian Getaway once again. So get ready to hear some podcasts from the ship. And um, if you are in Florida, on the uh, 3rd of June, I will be performing for Wise Guys Comedy in Coral Springs, Florida. And the 5th and 6th, I'll be at the Laughing Comedy Club in Fort Myers, Florida. All of that, of course, can be seen on my website, Flip is Funny. All right, guys, enough of my rambling. Sit back, enjoy episode 153 with the Carvey Brothers. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their oh, minds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Oh, boy. See, that was Rick, Ricky Winston. Rick Winston, the flesh, yes. Your, your roommate, right? That is my black roommate, your yes. Bl- Do you have to be that specific about I it? have to be specific. It's 2015. Is that politically PC correct or just that bragging? Is, I hate when people say African-American. I'm not, if he was here, he would back me up, right? I don't know. I, I think African-American <laughs> just make I, that makes you sound racist to Yeah, me. it seems more... Because poli- you seem like you care to, you're, you're trying to be too careful. Right. Not everybody's African American. They might exactly. be Haitian American or yeah, yeah, exactly. Other kinds of American. Yeah. Does well. I see that. So that's the general consensus that all black people came from Africa. So you're automatically African American. Right. But you, he's right. You could be Haitian American. I'm sure there could are be Jamaican American. That's true. You could be Canadian American. You could. You could be anything. There are probably some black Canadians back in the day, right? And there's any black Japanese? Yes. Definitely. The, the Blapanese. Blapanese? Blap? <laughs> we're here at the Flap Shack with the Blapanese. The Flap Shack. Yeah, we're here. Um, I guess I should should start the official. I don't know. We're here in the green room of Flappers yes. in Burbank. And sitting here with the uh, with Dex Carvey yes. and his brother Tom, who just uh, went out for a quick Nick fix. Nicotine fix Nick. with the vape. I like saying Nick fix. Nick fix. I like Nick that, fix. that too. Because it could He's be on the e-cigs. Or it could be a Jonas brother. You never know. <laughs> 
Ah, boom. <laughs> but we're sitting here with uh, Dex. We just <clears throat> just all did a uh, fun show, the first show here with um, your dad was headlining. Yep. And he's gracious enough to uh, to let pretty much every comic that was sitting around <laughs> go up into his. It's so nice. It, it makes our standards way too high of what a good room is because yeah. this is totally unrealistic oh, of comedy. Absolutely. Like it's funny. Uh, what's up, Tom? Tom's back. Tom's front. They're all here. Um, no room like this. It's uh, I. You know I equate it. This is my favorite analogy. I think I've said this on the show before. But have you guys ever seen uh, Rocky Three with Mr. T? Absolutely. Of course. Okay. So you know when they're getting ready for their first fight and uh, they're, they're doing the training and Rocky's like at the Waldorf Astoria and he's in the, the uh, ballroom and he's, you know, kind of playing with the thing and they got the press and the music and the hot girls and he's just like fucking around with the bag and Mickey's like, let's get the fuck out of here. He's like, come on, Mickey, this is fun. And then you cut to Mr. T, it's Clever Lang and he's in like a dank gym and he's just doing like 3,000 sit-ups on a plank of wood and just dripping sweat. Those are what two rooms, two comedy rooms are like. Flappers tonight on this first show was like the Rocky. It was easy. Yeah. If you're any kind of fighter, if you're half a fighter, half a comic, just go out there, give them some jabs, make it look good, and, you know, you look like the champ. Flappers and Claremont that we all did last weekend, that's like Mr. T's room. That's Absolutely. Like, that's a workout room. That's where you gotta <laughs> you got to dig deep, and, you, you know, that audience is not going to give it to you unless you're really fucking strong, you know? So that's why, uh, you know, you, these rooms are good for keeping, you know, in shape. But those other rooms are great for really getting strong and really working out hard, you know? Yeah. The I would say this is kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is like, what, how would you, what would you describe it as, juxtaposition? It's, I don't know. It's like it's real, but it's not really, you know, because, like, anyone can kill here. So it more goes down to, like, how many applause breaks did you get and stuff like that. It's like the little things that. You know, right? How, the li- how that. loose you got on stage, yeah. yeah. Because this can these rooms can make you think you're way better than you actually are. Yeah, yeah. Tom can attest to that. Once you're in a bowling alley in Ukiah, that's how you know how good you are. <laughs> Did as you a play comic. a bowling alley in Ukiah? Oh yeah, no. The game completely changed because I was like, I don't know, a year or something in, and I started doing these shows, and it was like, you know, I'd done five shows, killed every single one, like, right. You know, like how it was tonight and stuff, and I was just like, okay, I have comedy figured out. <laughs> So I get asked to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> five like, times, guys. I know it. I'm five Give me my r- special. Yeah, exactly. I killed five times. I was like, oh, oh, this is easy. I have, I figured it out. And then I went on the road because I was like, oh, I can, I can definitely feature now on the road. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm in just bar shows and stuff, and it was like, wow, like a totally, uh, totally different, different thing, you know? Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. The game changed. It really. Well, that's when you get into real life comedy. Absolutely. Yeah, but those those shows are important. Because those are the ones that you really grow on, you really develop. Uh, you re- and like I, I started doing bar shows in Florida. That's, <coughs> excuse me, that's where I cut my teeth. And doing those kind of shows, you really learn how to uh, uh, handle a crowd. How to uh, about twenty five, tw- twenty minutes or so. Sorry, I feel bad. We're in the green room in a half hour, <laughs> or twenty minutes before another show starts. Throwing everyone out. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I didn't mean to. Um, but yeah, those. You're the headliner. You can make the rules. It's true. It's true. I am headlining this late show with <laughs> about three people in it. Um, no, th- but those are those are when you get because you realize if you realize if you can do well in this kind of room, you could do well anywhere. You know that's why yeah. again those Claremont and those bowling alley shows. What was the fr- now? Let me ask you guys this because you're you're what about two years into the game? Yeah, about two years, and then Dex would be three months. Oh, really? So you no. start more like like what do you think? Nine months. Nine. Meh, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess nine it, months. I, no, probably about a year now because of I start. I think my first show was in May. But Tom is way more experienced. Oh, it than shows. Me. Um, <laughs> 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 she would have seen both their faces. Like, wait, what? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so uh, tell me now, because you guys obviously, if you didn't know, you're both uh, Dana Carvey's sons. So you're you've got the name coming in with you. What kind of pressure did that feel like your first couple times on stage did you feel like you had to live up to something or I mean, was just like fuck it this is my own thing i'm doing yeah it. no i went under a fake name for the first year i did it did you I, really yeah i just didn't want that because i knew it would be too weird and i didn't want to have like you know because you bomb basically every time when you start out you know right. it's like bomb 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 so i didn't want to have that also on top of it so yeah i waited about a year until i started doing shows with my dad and then it was like too weird, it be, you know, because then it was about to become like a whole double life thing rather than just, my name's Tom Scott, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was about to be, I had to, you know, so then I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter, you know? So, so what was, your, no, tell me, oh, what? Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, I basically, I, did, I had to do the same thing too. I went by Dex Scott, took Tom's uh, idea, and it took all the pressure off because then just no one cares. Right. It was like, you know, like if Matt, if Adam Sandler's kid, I, I would try not to do this to other comics. Because I know what it feels like to be like a celebrity kid, but like if Adam Sandler's kid got on stage, I would instantly just be like, "Oh, like what has he got?" You know right. what I mean? So even oh yeah, no, there's like, definitely a built-in pressure going, without it, without a with doubt. Anyway, here. So, so tell me about both your first times on stage, because uh, uh, I was at the a place called the Brainwash Cafe in San Francisco. So it was like a, it's a laundromat and then also a cafe, and then they have <laughs> pinball machines in there too. It's just like a weird, super weird. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, yeah, it was just a basic open mic. Like, so many people start there. It's cool. The guy who runs it would have you put a star next to your name if it was your first time, and they would all go, uh, all right, it's his first time on stage, so let's give him, and the audience goes, lots of, lots of love. So it was super supportive. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, for our first time getting up and stuff. So I think I did, like, three or four jokes and got off stage, like, did, like, a minute and a half or something, and then just, yeah, it wasn't bad. And then just the adrenaline, like, I stopped. It's, I don't know when it exactly stopped, but a year or so, I stopped getting the butterflies before I would perform. You know, I would always get them, like, yeah. Unless it's a really big show, I would say, or, like, I think the more, the bigger the show or, like, the hotter the crowd is, the more pressure. Oh, yeah. You know, which is funny because well, you kind of think it'd be the other way around, like. Because I think with a bigger crowd, you th there's this expectation. Yeah, without know, a doubt. Uh, my first yeah. time, I never, uh. Tom started doing comedy uh, before me, and I was just like, man, fuck this. This looks, like, horrible. Because I would see him go to – I was there for his first time. I filmed it. We definitely have the footage. Oh, that's I remember cool. Tom – one of the jokes Tom did was, uh, hey, how do you get a dog to stop humping your leg? Pick it up and blow it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, I was just doing street jokes and stuff, just had no material. But you get up there. That's, that's the important thing. Yeah. yeah, no, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so then what happened? For, uh, well, I don't think – I don't know what happened. Did you get laughs for that? Yeah, no. There were like – it was like – because they were supportive and I looked really young and stuff. So I think the audience was like, oh, yeah, we'll give him – He's 18. So. Yeah, exactly. I look like 16 or 15 maybe, yeah. clean shaven and whatnot. So mm -hmm. they were like supportive and they were cool and there were little laughs. And then just the fact that I didn't play to silence, I was like so juiced. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah. Get, you get that uh, adrenaline but rush. Yeah, like, I, oh, my God, laughter. Holy I, shit. I think I waited the first few times before I like understood how it goes where you got to show up early and stuff. Like right. before I really got how competitive it is in this day and age, I'd wait like three hours to get up, you know? <laughs> And all the adrenaline would wear out, so by the time you'd get, I'd get on stage, I'd just have a massive headache <laughs> from like the adrenaline, and then it'd go wearing off. Over going hours. nowhere. Yeah. yeah. 
So then, so De- um, Jimmy Dex, you so you saw Tom. So I saw Tom do that, and then Tom was probably doing comedy, I guess, on and off for a year, like here and there, you know. But you got Tom got to a point even before I was doing comedy where he was hitting the mic every day, yeah. you know. And then I did comedy, I guess, about a year later, also in San Francisco, this place called Mutiny Radio, which is also just a shit box, but they were really supportive for your first time. And I don't even remember what jokes I did. I had the footage. I definitely didn't bomb. I didn't do well, but I got a couple laughs, well, and what- then. I- just ask, what made you go from, fuck, I'm never going to do what my brother's doing? Oh, because I was oh, tired of every morning, because Frank, our cousin, was doing comedy, too, and every mo- it was just talking about punchlines, tags, they were doing all the comedy talk, and I had nothing to contribute to any of the conversations, so I was like, man, I guess I'll just try it, fuck it, and then this I, like, <laughs> this is like a that was how I got into comedy. Tom had a way more, like, like you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, like, kind of, like, epic journey like i want to do comedy since i was little man it's been my it's been my life you know and he finally did it he like wrote in the journal he's gonna do it when he grows up for me it was just nah i was just tired of them just talking about it all the time so i just felt like i'd try it and then i ended up having a lot of fun i was uh, gonna say this sounds like uh like yeah i never smoked pop but then my brother and his friends are smoking i'm like oh let me try it now basically I love it so then i did comedy here and there in san francisco for six months but probably i only did like 10 mics total and then i moved down to la with tom uh, January of 2014, I guess. And then we started doing mics here and there. And then all of a sudden, my dad's like, oh, I want to get back in the clubs. You guys should do sets with me. And, and I was like, holy shit, I have, like, no experience at all. Because Tom already was, like, a year in. Frank was a year in. And I was like, man, what the fuck? So, basically, I was just playing catch-up. And I think I still am to a point. But the good thing is, because I was put in this, like, pressure cooker right away of, like, holy shit, I'm on these shows with, like, no experience at all. It kind of got my skill level to progress quicker than normal, you know. Yeah, well, you you guys are like I'm. <clears throat> I'm not just saying this. You guys are really, really strong for only a couple. <clears throat> excuse me, a couple years. Thanks I so can't much. Talk nice. I didn't realize that you guys were this new. To be honest with you, I had absolutely no freaking idea. It was my dad's thing all along because it's just like you know, open mics are great. We hit one every day, but like to be like given the opportunity to play rooms that are like real rooms, it gets you better so much quicker because so many things don't work in open mics and you end up scrapping like half your material and like you realize oh wait all this actually could probably work in a real room and you kind of don't realize that in open mics so that's what's gotten us i think to progress quicker than normal we have a long way to go and same thing like when we started playing like man i remember we did ventura harbor comedy club when i was like maybe five real sets in i thought i was just killing it i'm like i am ready but then you finally then you do these real you know we did uh three clubs or whatever these so shows was just tom and i or just one of us and we were just like oh yeah we're very new we're yeah, definitely new is, yeah it's, but at least you realize that like, yeah thank god we're like oh if this crowd fucking sucks i know i'm great but yeah yeah, yeah like, no. Oh, no i got i still got work to do that's good and um tonight was fun too because i noticed you guys both tried some new stuff how do you think that went? Yeah, no definitely the uh the whole taco ecology bit yeah. i meant to say by the way um because I was I was uh, listening to it, I think it might get a like a stronger laugh if you call it like salsatology because it has that S like Scientology. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So salt and same kind of idea, but salsatology. Oh yeah, topicology. I'll do that. Do that next yeah. one. So yeah, you should do a plug a shout out really quick to Flip Schultz for uh, just being the tag master. Yeah, because uh, both of those things worked. The ISIS thing was great. I think I can get to it quicker, but uh, the talkatology thing up, was freaking hilarious too. I guess for your listeners, just uh, we've started a thing with uh, my dad, Tom, and I, and Flip, 
that we meet up, try to meet up as much as possible and just write for a couple hours and come up with tags. It's been really helpful. I just oh. That's something you realize, too. I'm sh- obviously, you would know being in comedy so long, but a lot of people don't when they start off. They think comedy is all about being on stage, just stage time. And it's like, oh, no, writing is like 80% of comedy. Oh, yeah. Well, or yeah. Even more. And mo- I see people that are like five years in. And they have a lot of confidence on stage, but no material, because they just think, oh, no, you just get up, and I just do my thing, and I just improvise. But it's like, no. writing is the homework. Writing is the, the hard part, writing I is the back. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the backbone of comedy. Very few com. I mean, I, if I go on stage and I have enough time, I'll improvise, I'll riff with the audience. But you, if that's not going well, you need to have something to fall back on. Tell them about or, the new comics that are saying, like, Oh, God, there's this annoying new fad going around, open mics and stuff. What's that? And it's, like, based off of, like, just guys. Like, it's, like, kind of like what people who don't do comedy think comics are. Where, man, he just goes up there and he just starts talking. And he just kills, you know? So that you have comics in open mics going, you understand, man, you know, it's not about the bits anymore for me, man. It's not, so they're just going up and just winging it. And yeah. It's, What's up, Jeff? Yeah, no, basically, dude, I, I think it's all about bits. That's, like, what it comedy is Com- just bits comedy without structured bits is like <clears throat> writing music without a melody yeah you know yeah it's just it's ab- the riffing should be leading you to writing bits the riffing should be happening that will put you in that moment when you couldn't think of what to say and the riffing got you to that right kind of answer that got the response right away i agree someone said it best maybe it was you flip or i don't know but it's like you <laughs> had you get me. your you get your bit you get your bits so structured and so solid and trim the fat and whatever, which I still have to do with a lot of my stuff. But you get them so solid that then you get that opportunity to kind of solo a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But you, it's it's all very you planned. Really, you don't rely on that. Like, that's not yeah. your whole act. And, like, Crystalia, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you see these guys, and, like, they're so good at making it look like on the spot. Yeah, but it's yeah. still all basically word for oh, word. Yeah, oh, yeah I remember. Doubt. I used to, when I was younger, I'd watch Robin Williams all the time. Oh, yeah. Who I, lo- I like, loved. And um, I remember one of my first comedy, oh, so embarrassing. I was like 13, and I, uh, right after my bar mitzvah, some old woman from the temple asked me, do you want to do a comedy show if I retired? From, uh, oh, it's okay, man. No, it's, ah. Sorry, we're in the, like, all the comics were like, I'm going to get ready for my, oh, shit, recording. Um, but anyway, uh, so she said, you know, you could do comedy for, my, for the JCC. And I was just going to go up there and riff. And my mom was like, you have to have an act. I said, no, Robin Williams. He just goes <laughs> up and talks. Yeah. She goes, no, he doesn't. So it's, but it's those guys that make it look effortless. Like, yeah. like, like they're just going up there and winging it. That probably is what started that fad of just going up there and talk, man. Yeah, no, it's definitely Robin made it in style and then other comics and stuff. But it's all like... It's just, yeah, people who are only a few years in are getting into it. Like, there's no way, like, 10, 15-year-in comics are getting into the fad of it's not about the bits. You know, it's just... No, it's... It's people who don't understand the art form... Right. ...well. You know? And just take them out of town, take them out of L.A., and put them in the middle of Texas. Let them do a show and see how well the riffing only will do for them. Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's like L.A. is sort of into whatever's the newest whatever and the audiences are a little jaded on entertainment in mm. general so those people will have a really rude awakening when they start to try to do the road so. i have a question for you guys what was the first uh who's the first comedian you ever w- was introduced to like as a child not personally but i'm talking about their material probably robin robin Ro- steve martin robin mm-hmm. around the same time richard pryor okay yeah i think the first album i ever had and i listened to it over and over again who i still really respect brian regan 
Oh, love Brian. Yeah. Brian Regan Live. Hilarious. It's crazy because when I was 13, I was laughing hysterically at his material, and a lot of it was obviously going over my head, and I can still enjoy all this stuff now. You know, yeah, he really, it's like, could kill oh, yeah. any room. Ev- it, yeah. I mean, he's a br- brilliant writer, actually. Doesn't curse. No profanity. And he, it's like, you want to talk about presentation, Brian Regan. You know, it's all with this kind of cadence and a little bit of the face. <laughs> you know, right there. Donut lady. Hi. Yeah. Very spot on, actually. Yeah, God. Who was it? Who came to our show out in Phoenix, that impressionist? Uh, Frank Caliendo? Frank Caliendo. Yeah, no, what Frank Caliendo said, which was really smart, is he goes, uh, what Dane Cook is is basically just a sped-up Brian Regan, you know, and you can kind of see the rhythm there, you know? Wow, yeah. Like, I would would say, like, you know, Brian Regan was kind of like the precursor to Dane Cook. I could see that, yeah. That guy is literally, like... For like, you know, I mean, he's pretty big, but for how skilled he is, I mean, I would put him up there as like top five best comics in history, you oh, know? Regan? I would put him up there, yeah. I mean, I'm just a big fan of like his stuff, yeah. No, it's like Brian Regan to me has, uh, like I said, just that silly, he's a silliness about him. Yeah. That's what he's selling. He's selling silly. And not that the, and the bits are all brilliantly written and they might be about, uh, might be about some more mundane things like girth of a box or dogs hey 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 but he's uh, i hate saying the word sell but he sells it so fucking well with this silliness about him that's part of what we do as comics we have to sell sell i mean but there's i mean i'm not like there's a there's selling a bit and then they're selling a persona and Regan is like that doofus persona, that yeah. silly doofus persona. Yeah, and I know. It makes me think when I look at like Brian Regan, even like Chris D'Elia, I was watching his special today. Uh, just like it's so, it, it, yeah, like it's it is all about the writing, but just like having a persona that strong seems so helpful. Like Ron Williams would be another example. Oh like, yeah, they have such strong brands, mm-hmm. like that you could like like. For Brian Regan or Crystal Lee or people like that, like, you could, like, write bits that, like, would work for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, this is such a Brian Regan bit, or this is such whatever. Well, a lot of yeah. those guys, with I think, with those kind of personas, you can give them almost anything, and they could sell it because of that persona. You know? Yeah. Like, um, if you if you gave Regan, like, the premise, you know, Magic Mark, or you go, oh, you mean Magic Mark, where you just use it, and it leaves a little mustache over there, and then you're, li- you know, not, he, he could just riff on that God, and because yeah. of what he uh how he's presenting it it'll still get the laugh his yeah. black coffee bit about that i'll have a cup of black coffee and then the waiter how would you like that coffee and then he goes uh i'd like it in a cup and then the tag he goes uh, no 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 don't just splash it on my face uh, he's just like it's so well written and yeah. yeah for like i'd say yeah i i think yeah man he's i'm always blown away by everything he comes out with like he's just he's, no, he's have you ever seen his brother dennis no, I hear he's very skilled, too. Very. Completely different persona on stage. Dennis is... I was actually telling Allison the other day. Dennis is more like a... Yeah, so, you know, I was uh, I was going to the mall, and I saw this store, and I'm like, ah, look at that shirt. Very kind of... Yeah. yeah. Uh, deadpan? Uh, deadpan, to an extent, yeah, especially compared to his brother. And then, But you could still... Like, they still kind of look the same, and there's, uh, there's a slight similarity when you see them as far as their uh, little bit of cadence, but Brian's definitely the more... Hyper alpha. It'd yeah. be crazy if one day he pulls like a Gallagher two on him. He's like, I'm, I'm enjoying my my career, but Brian, I sort of want yours, and then just Brian Regan two. <laughs> exactly, just tries to sell it. Did you ever hear Dennis the Gallagher sequel? 
I don't know if I heard that. Do you know who yeah, Gallagher a, is? He has a brother, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's got a brother, Ron Gallagher, who looks a lot like him, so he bought his brother's old act and tours his Gallagher 2, the living sequel. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. He stole the whole act. Well, not stole it, but like uses the well, exact he bought, he bought act. It. He yeah, bought it off crazy. his brother. Speaking of brother acts. I was going to get into that. That's a segue. Yeah. Carby Boys coming live. So you got, Yeah, because we, we were talking about that. Like You guys uh, want to go up and try to do like a Almost Smothers Brothers kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. We've been just like, right now we're just studying it because it just seems like two people on stage, it's completely, it's almost like learning a whole new art. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's stand-up, but it's so different when you have two people one finishing punchlines and hitting rhythms. It's just so different. So right now we're just in the studying phase. We've been looking at a lot of uh, the Smothers Brothers, the Sklar Bros. Sklar Brothers, yeah. Yeah, the Hodge Twins are they're called. Oh, no, the uh, those other identical twins. No, not the Hodge Twins. I can't remember. But, yeah. Uh, we're just gonna get a bulletin board and just kind of slowly start putting it together. And of course, we'll continue to work on our own sets. But I think it would just be like the brand of the Carvey Boys d- doing like you know, kind of heckling each other on stage. Do you have something now that you wanna? I have. No, no, we no, have no, nothing. We literally started talking about this last week at your show when we were oh, Claremont? Claremont. They were like, "Oh yeah, we probably should start thinking about this." Yeah, it would get us on the road quicker, and I know we could get twenty minutes together, whatever, pretty fast. So I don't know. It's just something else to try. Anyway, not, would you yeah. be thinking to pick one of you to be the straight man, one of you to be the like the, the joke man, or would you switch it back and forth where it changes, you know, the dynamic throughout the show? Like, yeah, I feel like the dynamic we have, we just kind of do ourselves because we already have a really funny dynamic that whenever we do, it tends to always get laughs. Like we're if we're at Mike's working stuff out, one of them will heckle the other one, and it will always it always does really well. So we just kind of play ourselves, you know, and Perfect. just exaggerate it. Yeah, That's I could fun. say that. I could actually see, <coughs> excuse me, see Dex being more the straight man and you being kind of the oddball. Yeah, I'd say if I, I think, yeah, I, I see that too, just especially a younger, older brother. Yeah. It, it seems like that would be the right way to go. But yeah, we'll just kind of slowly start kind of, we'll get a bulletin board and just kind of start writing it up, you know? Yep. Just trying it out on open mics. But yeah, it'd be fun. We'll see what happens. Plus you're sort of the storyteller and, you know. Right. Like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. You should bring your mom up. Just, have, d- <laughs> just have like this whole familial... Oh, uh, be hilarious! Show. Yeah, like dinner with the Carvies, and you guys do a duo act as well. And your listeners know about that. Yeah, well, it's porn, but that's what we call it. That's what that's what we call it. Our our stage porn. No, yes. we, we we enjoy that. That's grown over time too. It just started with a song, and then it eventually got to banter. Yes, yes, it did. Um, all right, guys, this is a fun part of the show now. I hope you're ready. Now you've I, right. I know you've seen this briefly online. But we're going to bring somebody in now. This is a little part of the show called The Skippy Green Show. Oh, yes. Oh, awesome. It's The Skippy Green Show. Tom and Dex, my God, look at the two of you. You're all grown up. <laughs> God, the last time I saw you two, I was, you probably don't remember, I used to babysit for you. When your dad would go on the road, your mom was busy doing mom things. I'd come over, I'd take care of you. Matter of fact, Dex, I used to call you, uh, used to call you Little Dex. You know why? Why? Because I do little lines right off your head. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I go, Dex hits the spot. Dex marks the spot where my coke is. <laughs> it's all right. And Tom, never met you, but it's good to see you. Good to see you. You remind me of a much younger me, only not talented and gay. And I mean that. 
All right, here's how this works, kiddos. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. You ready? Okay. You got to answer the question in 10 words exactly. Okay. Not 11, not 9, 10 words. And you both, I'm going to give you one question. You both give your own answer to it, 10 words each. Or if you want, because you want to do a brother act. You could uh, do it together as a brother. You can. You might try that. That might be. You could take we'll an alternate word. We'll swip, switch off words. Switch off words. Okay. Fingers McGee will count for you. Don't okay. even worry about it, Tom. All right. All right. You ready? Fingers McGee. Fingers That's what I was called in college, so I kept it going. <laughs> oh boy. We called oh, it the bowling sorry. ball for obvious reasons. Bowling ball. All right. Sorry. Founder in the gutter. All right. Founder. <laughs> 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 oh God. Right. If you. <laughs> could fuck. Alright. Should I make this real awkward? If you could fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, while watching. Oh no. Any of your dad's uh, SNL character. God. I said I was going to make it awkward. Skippy, you're the most awkward of them all. Ugh. Like it's on the TV in the room? Like it's on the TV. Oh, I'm, not saying, no. I'm not saying it turns you on. Let's not go there. Like it's in the background. It's in the background. Like are we facing the TV or is it like behind us like noises? It's background noise. Okay. We'll make it as less awkward and still as awkward as possible. Basically, okay. what could you plow to that would you would not I'm be talking. distracted by? I am talking. Okay. When the man that. talks, what do you do? I shut my mouth around your penis. That's how you train them. All right. Okay. That's the question. If you could fuck while any of your dad's <laughs> SNL characters are on the TV as background noise. Oh, no. No, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. I already I, have I, the I, answer, I, I think, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, no. I, like, I already. I would say. Okay, yeah. Well, we might as well answer it. We go already for know. It, kids. All right, you go first. You do yours. Mine would be Hans and Franz pump her. Up hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Follow that one. That Follow that, right. Dex. I wasn't going to do an SNL character. I, I don't really have ten words either. I was just going to say Blue Thunder. Blue <laughs> <laughs> Because it has that. Who's that main guy in it? God, the, I forget his name. The cokehead guy, yeah. Yeah. Blue Thunder because it has. The, the what the fuck is his name in Blue Thunder? What the fuck's his name? Oh, God. I'm if you're familiar with... Uh, the only blue thunder I have is when I was really drunk around an Indian and I blew thunder. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Tom answered it for us. That was that was. I better. think that's perfect. I right think that there. was perfect. Okay, that's perfect. All right, perfect. we 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 survived that. It's the Skippy Green Show. You've been you you've been divergentized as yeah. a as a Skippy guy. Oh, it's epic. He's such a fuck. Skip that is a terrific stuff. character, though I will Skip. say. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. Oh well. We'll tell him when he. We'll tell him when he. We see Definitely want to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you doing this too, man. Yeah, this no, fun. this is a blast, man. Cool. I love your setup. This is so cool. It's the portable podcast. Yeah, this is how we do it, man. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Like website, Twitter, or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Are you all right? Way to contribute, Tom. Okay. Way to contribute. All right. Uh, Your anyway. writing is getting spot on. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, you could uh, find me on uh, probably Instagram is the best or Twitter is just at Dex Carvey. Very straightforward. Uh, Tom has no social media <laughs> presence whatsoever. You could find him on his email, Tom Scott Comedy. <laughs> no, 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 don't get. I'm not going to tell you what it is. That's what his old email. No one uses it anymore. I'm not going to tell you what the website is. Um, Macon's Law. Yeah, no, Dex does the. <laughs> Dex does the PR for both of us. So just yeah, you find him on there. You can find his pictures on my Instagram. Oh, <laughs> Tom needs to get media presence. Yeah, we'll help. We'll Ta- we'll set that up tonight. Get Twitter at Carvey Brothers. Get yeah, we should do that. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. BROS Carvey Definitely. BROS. Look for them at Carvey Brothers on Twitter. God, uh, I will have to say one more time that Hans and Franz answer. Like it was like it was almost like scripted. Yeah, that was pretty well. That was great. Pump man. you up. Yeah, that was. Thank you. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, Allison, find Ad. At AllisonComedy.com or at AllisonComedy on all the social medias. That's right. And you know where to find me at Flip Schultz, FlipIsFunny.com. Uh, what's for dinner? Podcast.com at WFD Podcast on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for doing this. Thanks so much, and, um, man. Thanks I mean, for having us. No, I mean, and I really mean this. I uh, I'm enjoying like uh, working with you guys and watching you grow. It's we're gonna very, keep very all. Cool. We're gonna keep doing it, man. Yeah, keep no, you guys sessions. have keep a hell of a future in this. Much thanks so much. Yeah, You're we'll welcome. do the podcast again in six months. See what's going on. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. For dinner. What's for dinner? What what's for dinner? Talking talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking talking about what's ever on their minds.